Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 258 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. We're back. In today's episode, we catch up and discuss the red and white spring game and whatever else is on our minds. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Hi, Justin. Hey, Mike. How are you? Doing well. It's been a while. It has been a while. But here we are at the beginning of Season 8 wow. of the Husker Pod. That's a lot of seasons. It is when you think about it. Like, when we launched this thing... I mean, I remember kind of like jokingly thinking to myself, oh, man, we'll be doing this for like 10 years. <laughs> and like, we're getting close to that. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, is eight years in, you know, we launched this thing at the beginning of Mike Riley. Mm. Uh, it still kind of feels like we're waiting for this thing to take off, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a ride for yeah. sure. And uh, as a couple of guys motivated by our childhood fandom in the 90s, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, been bleak. But, man, since we last talked, just just tons of news in, in Nebraska land with mm-hmm. firing of multiple offensive staff and hiring of multiple offensive staff and special teams and transfers like crazy mm-hmm. and... Um, NIL stuff really taken off, it feels like. And, uh, man, going to the spring game, went with my dad and my grandpa and my uncle. And nice. didn't, yeah, it was fun. Didn't print off any sort of any sort of roster beforehand. And, man, my grandpa was like, is nobody handing out rosters? Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that would have been really helpful because yeah. I don't know who a lot of these people are. Let's be honest. Even if we did know a lot of these people, are we going to see them play in the fall? Like, who we don't know. Who did we see on Saturday? Because they got a lot of people on the field on Saturday. They got a lot of people um, through. They, which is cool. It, it was all very modified. You know, they weren't weren't tackling to the ground in the first half. I mean, Casey Thompson, the presumptive starting quarterback, I think, uh, threw like four passes and was in for three series, nine plays. So just really – Really limited. Actually, I, I think I read that Whipple wasn't even calling plays. The office, new offensive coordinator, it was. Oh, really? Or Frost, it was just like position coaches calling plays while huh. they walked around and tried to learn. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but um, <laughs> it's just, just really almost nothing <laughs> that you yeah. can take from from play calling, from execution. It, it was, yeah, yeah, not super instructive. 
But I mean, like that's that's kind of the name of the game with the spring game. Like it's it's their last scrimmage. You know, they're I don't want to say they're phoning it in, but I mean, in in many ways, the red and white spring game is an opportunity for you know families to to buy a cheap ticket, get in, have the game day experience, get experience, you know, watch some football. If their kids get a little wild during the middle of the game it's not a big deal for them to just leave you know yeah (laughs) whereas if i were uh to take you know for instance one of my nephews to a husker game and he wanted to leave halfway through i'd be like sorry bud you're here for another 30 (laughs) minutes of action (laughs) yeah hush up sit down (laughs) yep yep here have a have a red hot dog and uh shut up <laughs> yeah you've got another like two and a half hours so if be quiet. B- bill if you're listening to this i would not tell your child to shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was actually really fun to be in in the stadium to be out and about with other husker fans it uh it is you know especially after after the winter after the bleakness of of, mm-hmm. of the omicron winter to to get back out and see people and and the you know it wasn't a sellout by any stretch of the imagination, but you know fifty five thousand that's still yeah one one of the best in the country. Did it feel and, full to you? Uh, well the the tops of the end zones were empty. Sure. Yeah. Um, but everybody was fairly dense below the tops of the end zones. I thought. Okay. And walking around the concourse and walking around the stadium, it was busy. Felt like a, a normal pregame. Although it was kind of interesting. Um. I'd be curious to know what percentage of people who come to the spring game are just local people like Lincoln and Omaha and, mm. you know, Seward and the, the closer communities. You know, maybe people don't come back from out state or oh, out of I'm state. Sure not. Yeah. So I just felt like it was, I just saw so many people I knew. I saw, you know, I was with family, saw a bunch of friends, saw some coworkers, saw people who tweet a lot. Um, it was kind of a, it felt like a local party. Like, oh, I know all these people. This is great. <laughs> That's probably augmented, like you were saying, by just the last couple of years of not going out too much. And, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly like, oh, wait, there, there's other people. And I know some of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. So did they, did they do the pledge on the field or are you still salty about that? Uh, so actually I left at the beginning of halftime because my daughter had a soccer game. There you go. My oldest daughter. And then my wife had something else to be at. So it was fun. So I was with my dad my grandpa and my uncle and I live close to downtown, not too far. So I just left and walked home (laughs) because it was going to take so long to get to the car and get out. And I didn't want to make the others leave early. So I was like, I'm just. I'm just going to walk home. Right on. So, Did so you catch I, any of the second half on the back, you know? I mean, I've the... watched I've watched stuff um okay. online, but so no, I didn't I didn't watch any of the second half live or That was at, the more interesting half. <laughs> I know. I know. It was from the highlights and the the stream that I watched, it was definitely more interesting. <laughs> I will say, you know, as as little as you can glean from a fi- you know the 15th practice where their primary goal is to not get anybody hurt right um i just thought man uh an offensive overhaul is a really big deal oh yeah you can't you just can't and i feel like one thing that we've as nebraska fans have started to get better at is having more realistic expectations and um you know coming into last season 
I've just always assumed that if it's close or even if we're down by a little bit, we're going to win. You know, we saw tons of wins growing up. And then, you know, Polini had a knack for comebacks. Uh, there was that 2012 season where we had so many comebacks. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen Hail Mary victories. We've seen Hail Mary losses. But um, I feel like I just always assume we're going to come back. And I think last season maybe uh, stripped that away a little bit. Oh, gosh. And uh, it just gives me more um, more caution. And so, yeah, a major offensive overhaul. That does not happen in a day. It probably doesn't happen in a spring. And, um you know, it's nice that this is not the hardest schedule we'll ever have because I think it's going to take a little while. And frankly, as long as it's not a total embarrassment of a season, I think I think this is my kind of main takeaway. I think we got to give Frost with his new staff a couple years here. Really? Uh, you know, if it's four and eight or three and three and nine again, that's probably indicative of a bigger problem, but mm-hmm. I want to see these guys have a shot. So if we can get to five and seven, six and six like that, that feels like major success to me. And let's, let's keep rolling. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Frost has always had his system and his guys as a head coach, you know, six years of it. So this is, this is big. This is a really big changing of the guard for him. And like we were saying, so many new faces, so many new names, so much going on. I just don't know that we can, if you're expecting more than 500, I think you might be unrealistic. <laughs> I think that there's going to be fans who are almost demanding that, you know, and we don't necessarily need to get into our season preview talk, but I, I do feel like there is a sense that some people are like, unless we get eight or nine wins this next season, it's not good enough. We need to get rid of Frost. Um, but I think I think that you have a more reasonable take. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean – Poor Scott. I don't know how much goodwill he's got left. He's still got more goodwill than your average out-of-state, you know, not favorite son would have. Well, certainly because he's performed worse than Riley. Yeah. But, <laughs> and Riley uh, was gone after three years. I do feel like Trev Alberts is making a big difference in the whole athletic department. And, you know, he's a, he's a leader who demands excellence and he's very involved um, while at the same time trusting the people that – uh, report to him to execute so you know it takes it takes a while to to flip a culture mm-hmm. and man the, some of the some of the stuff that we were hearing around the time after trev got hired you know with john cook talking about how bad things were in the, i mean that's an overhaul right there to fix a culture in yeah. a big organization so man yeah lots lots of change i'm hopeful that good things will come, but I don't want to be overly optimistic. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where as, as longtime fans, we've we've had enough Kool-Aid spoiled, so to speak, <laughs> that that I think that people like you and me, um, we're kind of in a wait and see yeah. uh, stage of our fandom, whereas it's like, hey, I'm still going to support this team. I love them. I'm going to be there, you know, I'm not going to be in Ireland, but I'll be watching the game. I'll be, you know, taking in all the preseason hype and everything and getting excited to watch my favorite team play, and they'll always be my favorite team. Um, But in terms of, like, let's go get them, (laughs) I'm kind of a little cautious about that, you know. It's, it's, uh. It's like when when you've had your heart broken so many times, you're 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 gonna guard that heart, Justin. Yeah. Guard that heart. 
You gotta. You gotta. We're like we are the emo kids of college football fandom right now, is what I'm saying. I think there's a lot of us in the state right now, <laughs> and around the country. Yeah. Should I like throw in like a Jimmy Eat World song underneath this part of the conversation? You think? You're welcome to. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty niche reference at this point. Oh, somebody might get it. <laughs> and that's the person that you want <laughs> to connect with. Honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do is make a reference that like only one person in the audience gets, but they're cracking up and everybody else is confused by it. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. So to, um, little Easter eggs and like sermons or, you know, remarks that I make while we're playing. You're a niche guy, Mike Arbett. Yeah. Here, I'll ask you a podcast question. So aside from, we've talked a lot about how you can't really tell anything from a spring game. What what stood out to you? Did you, is there anything that you noticed or that was particularly exciting for you? Yeah, you know, um, I I guess some of this comes from the second half once they were able to do some tackling and allow runners to break through a little bit more. Um, I was encouraged to see that we have some decent options at running back. It's nice that we have some people returning because um, what we had, we're, we were bringing back Yant and uh, Johnson, right? Those two guys mm-hmm. were on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got Grant coming in. We got a new guy, Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's good. It's, it's so weird that, you know, over the years we have somehow, in a way, been trained not to expect one star running back anymore. Um, I guess well, that, the, yeah, and that's what it sounds like it will continue to be. Too. Yeah, yeah. And so you know the the Rex Burkheads of the past are of the past at this point. And so if we have three solid running backs who can be you know used in different ways in different situations, and you know if if we have guys that are kind of already showing some potential during the spring game. I think that that bodes well for the season. Cause then there's other guys that probably will be, uh, cause like, who's that freshman that got hurt? Um, I don't remember his name. Uh, somebody's probably yelling at this podcast saying like, Oh, you can't remember it. But there, there was a true freshman who got some good playing time and then he was gone, uh, last season, but hopefully he'll be back. And yeah. So I guess I was most encouraged by that. Uh, defense looked solid overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, still looks like we have a better defense than an offense. But like you were saying, we're building over, you know, we're starting from scratch again from with the offense. Um, was it just one punter? Uh, I, well, for the first half, it was just the Bushemi, Bushimi kid who okay, transferred so, from Montana. His first punt was like 70 yards, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Steve Bushemi was punting uh, no. during the first half. No. It's like Bruce <laughs> or Brian. Are you sure it's not Steve Buscemi? Oh, you're making a, a joke. <laughs> Funny guy. Anyway, um, Bruschetta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Uh, we just don't know your name, dude. Uh, we'll get it. Um, yeah, no, I, because I, I, I saw some people discussing on Twitter, apparently... We have two punters with the same number. So I wasn't sure if hmm. they were kind of trading back and forth and we just all attributed them to the one guy. Because it is interesting to see the guy kick this booming punt 
you know, 60, 70 yards, and then, like, we have a 14-yard punt later on in the game. <laughs> like, yeah, well, oh, but no. also it was into the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, the wind made a difference on both of those, not to excuse a sure. 14-yard punt because we should be past that. But. Yeah. And then, you know, missing the field goal was not great. Um, but, now, again. I didn't, I didn't realize this until just recently, but – uh, we have a place kicker who's transferring, but he actually wanted to finish up his academic program where he's transferring from. Oh, so, good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Take all the time you need, man. <laughs> if you're going to come and say, re- rescue if, us, you listeners, just get good grades. If, if you can't tell, um, I, uh, I won't speak for Mike, but I have definitely paid less attention to Nebraska football this spring. Dude, um, I I'll, I'll be honest. It's been a good break for me, personally. Um, you know, listeners, just so you know a little bit about Mike uh, and what's been going on in this little break here. Is I started a new job. I am the worship and youth leader at uh, church in Elkhorn, Nebraska, and that's been a really healthy, good transition for me. And so I've kind of put my time and attention into to doing that well, getting started and settled in. And so, um, you know, I've always been pretty open about the fact that I don't pay too much attention to the, like, recruiting and off-season gossip and all that kind of stuff. There's other podcasts, there's other blogs and Twitter accounts that you can follow that they'll, they'll tell you who – brushed their teeth and who didn't this morning but that's uh (laughs) that's never been my thing (laughs) well i i would say that i have followed things a little bit more closely i don't think we've always said we're neither of us are recruiting experts no Um, but yeah it's been uh i think we said at the end of the season we were looking forward to a little break and we took it so anyway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's been it's been good and congratulations on the new job very happy thank you. you Thank you. Yeah. And also, Brian Bushini punted seven times for 282 yards with a long of 63. Okay. And Grant Deathlesson punted one time for 40 yards. So that means okay. Brian, by so he was the 14 uh, logical yarder. powers, also kicked the 14 yarder. <laughs> Come on, man. And his average would have been a lot better. It's 40.3. Mm. Well. It's nice uh, to know that we do have two options for punter, though. So, multiple well, but options. We do, but when you got one guy punting it seven times and the other punting it once, I don't know that they're seriously considering the other guy. Yeah, but if like if the you know if somebody gets hurt, you never. There know. is another body. You know one one thing that really popped out to me was just the the quality and quantity of recruits that we had on the mm. field or you know around the field. It was a huge recruiting weekend. Um, with some top-flight talent, both transfers we're trying to get right now for this coming season and uh, guys for the 2023 class and even some 2024. There was a lot of people, and uh, Nebraska, from all I can gather, feels pretty good about how the weekend went. So, you know, they'll probably, I will say, brace yourself. There's going to be people leaving. Spring ball is now done. Mm-hmm. I think this week you're probably having position meetings where coaches and Players are having hard conversations about whether or not they're going to get playing time, what they need to do if they want to get playing time, et cetera, et cetera. So um, especially in the era of the you know transfer immediately, play immediately, I think you should definitely expect to see people leaving. Mm-hmm. And so don't freak out and just take a deep breath. 
because then there's going to be people coming too every time someone leaves. I'm sure they've got someone queued up to replace them or are hoping to. So I would say that's uh, that's something to look forward to and anticipate. Mm-hmm. What do they say every time? Every time uh, Frost closes a door, the transfer portal transfer portal opens a window. Transfer portal. Transfer portal. <laughs> I might leave that one in. <laughs> You're welcome. It's so to. dumb. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this was an early spring practice too. So, um, you know, I wonder if that helps with the transfer portal or not. Like, you know, you give guys more opportunity to look around, and people who are maybe struggling in their respective respective spring balls or looking for a change can be. I don't know if they can be in touch with us. I don't know how that works anymore. But anyway, it's a long time till the Ireland game, and there's a lot of work to be done for the team. And a lot of patience to be had for the fans. But, uh, you know, I think from all from all I'm hearing, it sounds like the players and coaches are, are happy with the new staff. And I'm hoping, hoping for good things this fall. Yeah. Hope springs eternal. Indeed. Des- despite our... Despite our misgivings, at the end of the day, this is the Husker Football Fan Podcast, and that tone will never disappear from from our conversation, I hope. Um, Old I'm, podcasters I, don't disappear. They just fade away. <laughs> Wrong sport, but I, I appreciate it. I mean, that was a military or yeah reference. Old was soldiers. It? Old soldiers don't disappear. They just fade away. That's where it comes from. Mm, yeah, what have you heard in? I, I heard it from freaking Sandlot. Legends don't die, kid. They just fade away. <laughs> Isn't that from the Sandlot? The I think it was most th- famously spoken by General Douglas MacArthur. Oh my gosh! When he was like retiring, or maybe being forced to retire. Huh. The more you know. Maybe I should watch more historical documentaries instead of reruns of The Sandlot when it's on TBS. For you know what? I think it goes back to summer. just you not reading the textbooks in high school, Mike. I read the textbooks. Oh, I didn't, just didn't. I didn't read like some random novel that they were like, "Here, read this." No, I want to read something else. And this is why I was an English major and you weren't. <laughs> I'm good with like I read them the all. English language, but yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't good with books. I didn't like uh, reading. You're funny. Yeah, I'm reading four books right now. So, like, I read now, but... Do you? On purpose? It's just, it's just not Animal Farm. <laughs> I, Animal Farm was fun. I guess. That one was actually one that was never assigned to me, so... What are you reading yeah. right now, Mike? Uh, I'm reading Shadows of the Empire, um, <laughs> the I Star never read Wars that. book. That's why I'm reading it, is because I never got around to reading it. Uh, I'm reading a book on leadership... Um, I'm reading a book that is topical for youth ministry, and then I am reading an Ernest P. Worrell, Jim Varney biography. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So I'm reading a little bit of everything right now. I am going to answer the question, too. I'm pulling up my Goodreads to see what it was that I read. Mm. So I, I have three buckets of reading i've got what i'm listening to and what i'm reading with my eyes and then what i'm reading to my kids sure 
And I recently read The Hobbit to my kids, which was awesome, and I highly recommend it. Mm. And now we're reading, like, there's a whole series of Wizard of Oz books, and we're reading the third oh, yeah. Ozma, Ozma of Oz. And they're really out there, very imaginative and bizarre and sometimes creepy. Did you ever see that second Oz movie? It was made, like, in the 80s. No. It's, su- it's super creepy. Really? And it's based on this book. There's just, there's like, a, there's a character who... She's like a beautiful woman and she has 30 heads, one for every day. And so she takes off her head and puts it in a shelf and gets another head out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just finished le- reading it can't or listening to It Can't Happen Here by Sinclair Lewis about America kind of falling apart. <laughs> it was written in the 30s. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. It was pretty heavy. And uh, also currently listening to From Cold War to Hot Peace by Michael McFall, who was American ambassador to Russia. Mm. And he's tracked putin for decades Mm. yeah and then i just finished deeper by dave ortland have you read that one no no it's a spiritual book real change for real people right on anyway right on so there's uh mike and justin's literary update i've been spending more time consuming literature than i am husker news at this point Mm. Oh, I guess, you know, the most recent book I I read, I'm reading through. Last night, I also picked up the Monkey Island Chronicles, which is a... uh, Is that a real book? Yeah, it's a a book. It was kind of a limited run games release this past year um, that uh, it basically, like, follows the development of you know, the original Monkey Island game and then all of its sequels and stuff. So it's got like developer commentaries and behind the scenes stuff and it's pretty cool. So wow. yeah. So I read Justin. <laughs> hey, is that how we got on all of this? I, I just read books about video games, all right? And <laughs> <laughs> Ernest, P World. Right. There's there's good stuff in there. I'm reading The Contrarian's Guide to Leadership. So, hey man, you don't have to justify yourself to me. Yeah. I like video games. That's that's great. <laughs> My kids have Day of the Tentacle pretty much memorized. Nice. You going to play uh the new Monkey Island 3 with them then? I'm not sure. I mean, I I play there's some I don't know if I want to call it more mature stuff in there or mm, what. But yeah, because I guess be, I didn't. I wasn't. Ex, I wasn't exposed to it until middle school. So like, I get that. Yeah, I feel like middle school was really when I started playing them. Mm. Day of the Tentacle is just like much goofy more goofy and cartoony. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably a lot easier too. Hmm. At this point, they, since they have most of the game memorized, they're going to be really disappointed when they start a new one and be like. What do we do this now? Is hard. And, I, and I say, I don't know. You can't Google it. <laughs> Click on everything. Use everything with everything. <laughs> yeah, you just got to get systematic Br- about it. Brute force the game. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, bad memories. Anyway. I will say, come in, one final thought on the game. I was pretty nervous that the defensive line was going to get run all over. Mm. And um, just we lost some great defensive leadership and i was i was pleasantly surprised by how the defense showed up um garrett nelson got around the edge several times now you know again it's you know you're playing against your own people so it's you can't put too much stock into it but you know the defense looked aggressive and fast and 
and probably more confident than the offense, which you know makes sense. That's their fifth year in the system, and they know their system. So, um, but I would say I was I was pleasantly surprised by the defense. How about that? And it was somewhat poetic how the game ended with the defense uh, getting an interception to give them the victory. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's hope that our defense is the ones doing it to other teams this year. Right. That'd be great. That'd be great for us to spoil some other teams' seasons. It would be nice to get some wins this year. Man, if we do well, I'm gonna like I'm gonna just become insufferable on Twitter. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, it was good talking to you. Um Friendly reminder to everybody, we are, uh, you know, we're a year-round podcast, so stay subscribed. You never know when we're going to uh, peek our heads out of our hole again a little bit. That sounded weird, uh, but, um, you know, we'll, like we said before, uh, if something newsworthy happens, if, if there's something that develops that Justin and I feel is uh, worthy of having a discussion about, we'll, we'll hop back on here, publish another episode, and... Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you throughout the spring and the summer and and whatnot occasionally and uh, gear up for year eight of this podcast. Uh, we're going to go full, full, uh, I don't know, full throttle this fall. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm already exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You got, you have... You know, you got Memorial Day and you got the 4th of July and all summer long from now to there to enjoy. So, hey, you know what else you can enjoy is going over to cnbuffalo.com and checking out the pictures of all the bison products that looks just so delicious. And you can also go over to their Instagram page, which is cnbuffalo1 and uh, lots of great pictures of, uh, of bison some really artful pictures it's fun check it out check them out for your health <laughs> for your enjoyment. That. Yeah. you can also uh hit up monty roadie at 402-770-3356 or email him at monty uh, m-o-n-t-y dot r-o-h-d-e at prglincoln.com um, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Justin, but this is a, this is a, a season in real estate in which I would not want to be navigating it by myself. Um, Holy smokes. It's <laughs> wild. Yeah. So, you know, pairing up with a, with a good realtor is, is huge. So, uh, you know, here on the Husker pod, we got a good relationship with Monty Rohde and we want to commend him to you. So, uh, check him out. And maybe you can start the conversation now um, because uh, like it is with vehicles and homes and whatnot right now, it's the kind of thing where if you're thinking about moving within the next year, now's a good time to maybe start that conversation with a realtor so that you can be uh, as prepared as possible and get the best deal as possible. Sounds like a plan. Look them up. Mm -hmm. With that, as we have said many a time here on the Husker Pod, I think we're there, Justin. <laughs> I think we're there. Hey, go Big Red, Mike. Go Big Red. 
Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.